The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. On this episode of Newt's World... I'm joined by members of my Inner Circle Club for a fascinating conversation about a wide range of issues and topics on their minds. We hold these regular video conference calls so that we can have an honest discussion about what is happening in America today. I find it extraordinarily helpful to me personally in helping think through the issues that are facing us. So I hope you'll find this episode of Newt's World informative. And if you'd like to become a member of my Inner Circle Club, please go to newtsinnercircle.com and sign up for a one- or two-year membership today. I think that the best way to explain where we are is that this is about history. It's not about politics. The decisions of President Biden have so torn the fabric of the world system. There will be seeing consequences of this for 10 years. It has worldwide implications and it makes the world, I think, unbelievably dangerous, more dangerous certainly than any time since the Soviet Union disappeared and maybe more dangerous than most of the Cold War. The decision to surrender to the Taliban, and that's what they did. The decision to abandon Afghanistan and abandon the Afghans who were helping us and who risked their lives, the decision to do so without adequate coordination with the British, the French, 
and all of our allies. This runs a risk of tearing NATO apart. It has already emboldened our enemies so that, for example, Iran has announced that it's going to be doing joint military exercises with China and Russia, according to a watchdog group called Open the Books. The United States is abandoning 75,000 vehicles, 600,000 weapons, and 218 planes and helicopters. Now, that means that the worldwide terrorist movement just got the largest infusion of combat power in its history, all of it courtesy of Joe Biden, all of it a function of an unbelievably reckless, childish, ill-thought-out set of decisions, which are going to come back to bite us again and again and again. In the middle of all this, the House Democrats have proven that nothing that happens in the real world can affect them. And so they passed the framework for a $3.5 trillion budget when the so-called moderates collapsed under pressure from Nancy Pelosi. So if you want to see an example of big government socialism, take a look at the $3.5 trillion budget bill. As somebody who's studied this for many, many years, I can't tell you how seriously I take the current situation. I believe that Taiwan is now under much greater risk because the Chinese Communist Party in Beijing believes that Biden has no courage and that they can take Taiwan and he will do nothing about it. I think Putin feels that he can be much more aggressive in Ukraine and in the Baltic states because he believes that Biden is not a serious person and can't do anything effective. I think that you are likely to see our enemies jubilant, and I suspect that they may use 9-11 as a celebration after all. It'll be the 20th anniversary of the world's most powerful 21st century country taking on a 7th century tribal warrior group and losing. And that's what happened. The United States was defeated. President Joe Biden has surrendered. The most recent announcements that Americans have three or four days to get out of Afghanistan with no reference to the many Afghans who risked their lives helping us. What you're watching is a disaster of the first order. This is exactly the kind of thing that Churchill talked about in the 30s. The Rhineland had been kept neutral and demilitarized after World War I to protect France. And in 1935, Adolf Hitler decides to invade the Rhineland and put the German army that much closer to France. Clear violation of the Treaty of Versailles, clear violation of international law. And Churchill made a speech in Parliament and wrote an article. And he's the first Western statesman 
to say, and this is in 1935, remember, that what Hitler means is war. That Britain has a choice to fight now while Germany's weak and while the French and others are available, or to wait to allow Hitler to rearm, allow the Germans to prepare, and then fight a war because it's going to be unavoidable. It's a remarkable moment. And I feel that uh, we now have a president who, whether it's because of cognitive difficulties or whether it's because he's always been an anti-war left-wing Democrat, or whether it's because he just didn't understand and his staff did such a terrible job advising him. He literally may end up tearing apart NATO because nobody in NATO believes Biden or the United States. He may literally end up losing Taiwan and putting China on offense. He may literally have the Chinese going into Afghanistan with the Taliban to do mining because the northern Afghanistan has huge quantities of minerals that are very valuable. We don't know all the ramifications. The Europeans are very worried that they're now going to get thousands and thousands of refugees from Afghanistan coming on top of the hundreds of thousands of refugees crossing the American border already. What we won't know is whether or not there are terrorists involved in the airlift. We do know that the British, for example, found six people that were on a terror watch list from Afghanistan, and they are now being forced out of the country. We know that the French found one person so far. We have no idea what the American system is or what they may or may not have done. So I really think that this is a historic moment. That's why I use the term historic rather than political. Things are going to change in ways we can't imagine. Every terrorist group on the planet has gained energy and excitement and enthusiasm, has gained new recruits and new resources because the United States has been defeated. And Joe Biden's contribution to American history is going to be, I think, very painful, probably very bloody, and involve a level of humiliation we've not seen from any modern president. So if I sound very sober tonight, it's because I am. I think this is one of those moments when it involves history. It's not just drama. It's not just news. This is the kind of stuff that changes everything. And I think as we live this out, we'll be very sobered by how many things are changed around the world. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S., That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Woody, why don't we go to questions? Our first question is from Maria in Texas, and she says, how do we continue to get Afghans out who helped us during the war when the Taliban said they can no longer go to the airport? I think there are a number of different people who are finding ways to get them out. There are six or seven other airports, and there are people who are taking them, I think, over the mountains. So I think you'll see a steady stream of people trying to leave Afghanistan. Claire in Nevada asks, what do you think are the long-term effects of this blatant failure from the Biden administration? The United States will be much weaker. Our allies will be no longer willing to rely on us or trust us. Our enemies will be emboldened, and I think we'll work together. I think you'll see a Chinese, Russian, Iranian, possibly Venezuelan, possibly North Korean, I mean, a number of different people coming together who will collaborate in different ways to try to humiliate and further defeat the United States. Walter Henderson, Nevada, says, while I understand that Joe Biden's failure to provide strong leadership has caused a majority of issues related to the Afghanistan troop withdrawal, with Democrats calling for Biden's impeachment, Wouldn't that play into the left desire to have Vice President Harris replace Biden, resulting in a radical left's more radical agenda put into effect? 
how do we punish Biden without creating a situation that would possibly put Harris into the driver's seat? I think that's a great question. I mean, you know, I watch Harris and I have to confess that I prefer Biden with cognitive difficulties to Harris on her own. I think that she is so shallow, so opportunistic, so lacking in purpose that she will be unbelievably dangerous as president. I think that the American people very much don't want her to be president. And I think that the challenge is, does Biden get even worse? We have some indications that he gets tired easily, that he gets confused, that he's not quite sure what he's doing. We don't really know who the key decision makers are. I just think this is the kind of mess people will look back on 20, 30, 40 years from now and be amazed that the United States would put itself through this. Mark in Illinois says, what are your thoughts on Biden's over-the-horizon approach? What would be a better way to channel our resources to meet the modern threats facing our country? Well, look, I think that the over-the-horizon approach doesn't work because you need somebody close up who can give you information, who can designate things. I mean, we learned a long time ago, just taking pictures doesn't give you enough intelligence. And one of the great tragedies of the last few months has been that we pulled out, I think, 1,100 or 1,200 intelligence officers who had been very methodically working Afghanistan for many years and who understood much of what was going on. It's important to remember that with American intelligence and American targeting and American air power, combined with the Afghan ground forces, we were actually doing, up until late this spring, a pretty darn good job of holding the Taliban at bay and causing them a tremendous number of casualties. It was only as it became obvious that Biden was determined to leave no matter what. And then they made this disastrous and I think totally unexplainable decision to keep the embassy and leave Bagram. Bagram was the giant air base, which was the base of all of our air combat power. It was virtually untakeable. It was like a fortress. And the fact that once you gave up Bagram, you didn't have any combat power to protect the embassy. So you're going to lose both of them. I cannot, for the life of me, understand how Chairman of the Joint Chiefs, Milley, or Secretary of Defense Austin, both of whom had served in Afghanistan, both of whom understood combat, I can't understand how they could have agreed to keep the embassy and give up Bagram. Charlie in Eureka, California says, have you heard about this case of the Havana syndrome on Kamala Harris's trip to Asia? Do you think this is a, a real threat to our future? Well, I don't know, because I don't fully understand what it is. It first occurred in Havana, but there's some reason to believe it's actually done by the Chinese. And it may well be the use of audio waves to cause brain damage, but I don't fully understand it. I don't think we have enough information on it yet. I'm surprised where it shows up, and I don't know why it would show up there. And I think using it against a vice presidential trip makes no sense at all. I don't understand 
who's doing it or what they think they're trying to accomplish. Alex says, how do we restore trust in our allies around the world after such a blindside pulling out of Afghanistan? Well, I mean, first of all, I'm not sure as long as Biden is president that you're going to restore trust because I think Biden is a big government socialist who believes in a very weak military. He believes in a very weak foreign policy. He does not want to take on terrorism. I mean, the very fact that they would surrender to the Taliban should tell you almost everything you need to know about the values in the White House. So Biden would have to act like a non-Biden in order to reestablish any sense of trust. Now, if he wanted to do that, what he should do is, first of all, say to both Taiwan and Israel very publicly that we do stand by them. Second, he should find an excuse to exercise the use of power in a way that people decide that they don't want to take on the United States. But right now, he has us looking so weak that I'm not sure how he's going to do that. I think he has a real problem. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Is it possible that the handlers behind Biden suggested this course of action knowing the reaction would decrease focus on the southern border. We haven't had that as a headline for three or four days now. Probably not, because 
the Afghan problem will become dramatically less important in three or four weeks, and the southern border will still be a disaster. Furthermore, if you're a left-wing Democrat, you may not think it's a problem, just as you don't think surrendering to the Taliban is a problem. They have a different set of rules. They view the world different than we do. And I can imagine them being in a position to say that we are really not particularly concerned. I don't think this is clever. I think what you had was a gradual buildup of momentum by the Taliban and steady inclination towards surrender by the Biden administration. And the two just happened to intersect in August. Good afternoon, Mr. Speaker. Who do you think is helping Joe Biden make the decisions for us in both foreign policy, such as this crisis we have in Afghanistan, and in general, who's the power behind the throne? I don't know that there is a power behind the throne. I mean, maybe it's Ron Klain, who's the chief of staff, but I have a hunch that you've got, uh, you know, a 78-year-old guy who first won a Senate seat in 1972. So he's been around the block a long time. And he thinks he knows what he's doing. And he's been at this for 49 years. He spent eight years as the vice president. And he has very strong views about Afghanistan, which he's been very open about. I think a lot of what you get from Biden is Biden. I don't think it's anybody cleverly manipulating him. I personally think he's that far to the left and that he is that incompetent. Mr. Speaker, to use your Rhineland analogy and turn it around to the present day, I'm wondering on the theory that if your opponent is digging, you just give him a shovel and let him keep digging. Do the Chinese right now in view of Afghanistan simply move on Taiwan or do they wait for a feckless president to weaken us and see what it's like in another two or three years? Well, the Chinese are very, very good planners. And my guess is that what they'll do is you'll start seeing them probe. You know, they can announce, for example, that half of the ocean area around Taiwan is going to be a military exercise area for the next six weeks and that no merchant ship should go there. Well, no insurance company will insure a merchant ship going into that kind of a zone. So they could gradually starve Taiwan, cause them great economic pressure and do so without crossing a line. They might just push to see what the Americans do. I don't think they're very much afraid of us. I think the Biden budget for defense is so weak that as of right now, our Navy will be weaker than any time since before World War I. And I think that in every war game we've been playing, the Chinese win, and they know that. In a Churchillian sense, this is the right time to rethink all this before we get defeated, but we shouldn't kid ourselves. The Chinese have a pretty good sense of what we can and can't do. And I think they're likely to taunt Biden, not have an overt invasion initially, but just do things to harass Taiwan and bring psychological pressure to bear on Taiwan and then see how Biden reacts. Mr. Speaker, aside from Joe Biden, what other agencies or parts of the administration do you think are culpable for this debacle in Afghanistan? Well, I mean, there are three big ones. The intelligence community, which some people believe actually did a pretty good job of knowing what was going to happen, but they sure didn't get it across to the president. The State Department, which has failed in every conceivable way, 
And I think Tony Blinken is an embarrassment as he goes around the world saying things that are just not true and people know they're not true. And then, of course, the Defense Department. I mean, I gave you an example earlier. How could you possibly have a plan where you give up your greatest asset, Bagram Airfield, but keep the embassy downtown, which you have no capacity to defend once you give up Bagram? I mean, to me, the last thing you should give up is Bagram, and that would have given you real power. But then you look at the assumptions here. We are allowing a terrorist organization, that's what the Taliban is, we're allowing a terrorist organization to dictate to us that we can't have helicopters, that we really can't go outside the airport, that they will screen people trying to get to the airport, that we have a limited number of days to get the job done. And if that means we leave thousands of people behind as potential hostages, that's our problem, not theirs. And Biden is empowering the Taliban in a way that is just numbing. I mean, I can't imagine an American president going out of his way or her way to empower a terrorist organization on this scale, which has spent 20 years killing Americans. Mr. Speaker, do you think it's too late for a Republican administration to come in and reverse the terrible things that have happened? Well, I don't know. I mean, I think we may have to go through a period of very dramatic change. And it may be that a Republican administration would come in and instead of narrowly focusing, say, on Afghanistan, would decide to go for absolute space superiority so that we could totally dominate the Chinese and the Russians and the Iranians. It's conceivable that we would go back to national oil and energy independence so that we could further undermine both Russia and Iran. It's conceivable that we could rebuild the Navy so that it was once again the most powerful fighting force in the world. I mean, all these things are doable. It requires winning in 22 and 24 and having a game plan and recognizing that Afghanistan is just the tip of the iceberg. We have so many big problems that are surrounding us that we really have an obligation to, I think, deal with this concept of all the different challenges we've got to meet. And we don't have a news media and we don't have a political system right now, which is capable of having a debate at that level. What's happening with the five or six swing state audits that are moving along slowly, I guess, impeded by the bad guys? Is there any chance that they can come up with enough evidence soon enough to show that Biden actually didn't win the election and is illegitimate? I don't think so. I mean, I think it's useful to go through them. I'm frankly very worried that the Democratic strategy for having Newsom survive in California on the recall is going to be to stuff the ballot box. They just adopted a rule in California that you can print your own ballots at home. So just think about that as an example of making sure that the bad guys have plenty of votes. I'm encouraged that most of the Republican-controlled states have adopted tighter rules, and the rules are things most Americans want. About 87% of the American people favor having a photo ID as part of voting. Unlike the left and unlike the news media, most Americans understand 
that having a photo ID is normal nowadays, and they want honest elections. I mean, they want an election in which everybody can vote, but every vote is counted honestly. And they understand that that's not what the Democrats are trying to do with their election bills. Hi, Mr. Speaker. I know we don't want to criticize Governor Abbott, but isn't there more that he could do to protect the southern border? Given that now terrorism is emboldened, as you say, isn't it much more likely that we're going to have countless terrorists come in through the border? Oh, I think we are. And I think he's in a big fight with the federal government to be able to do it. I admire Abbott's initiative in stepping in and saying, look, we'll protect you even if they won't. And I'm curious if they were to pursue a mandatory COVID testing on the way in. In fact, the Supreme Court would accept that because it is so obvious that we're getting people, we don't know if they have COVID, we don't know if they have a criminal record, we don't know if they belong to a criminal gang. I mean, it's amazing. This is part of the Biden strategy, undermining and weakening America. He's doing it with the Taliban, and he's doing it on our southern border. Well, hi, Speaker. Uh, Dr. Zankuman here. And I'd like to ask you, can Congress do something now to change the course in Afghanistan? And if not, is there any other recourse? I think we're going to now go into how many of our allies can we get out of Afghanistan? And second, I think you're going to see a civil war break out almost immediately. And the question will be whether or not we should help the anti-Taliban side which had been fighting them all through the 1990s. And I would argue that we should help the anti-Taliban side. The Taliban is our mortal enemy, despite Joe Biden's insane decision that he could surrender and get along with them. And I think we need to recognize how dangerous they are. I think that what the Congress should do is two things. One, they should have a total review of the last 20 years and try to come to grips with what went wrong. I mean, we spent 20 years fighting and we lost. Now, that deserves really seriously thinking about what we got wrong. And then second, I think the Congress should begin a process of setting up a radio free Afghanistan and setting up equipment and other things to the various anti-Taliban groups and being actively open in helping the anti-Taliban groups. And I think the Taliban may find themselves in very real trouble in the near future, because they're not going to get the financial help out of the rest of the world that the government was getting earlier. So they're going to face very big economic problems. But you ask a really good question. Thank you. Let me just say to everybody, thank you for calling in. This is an extraordinary time. I spend hours every day just trying to understand what's going on. I'm delighted to have these kind of town hall meetings. And if you find it useful, to be part of the inner circle. I hope you'll let your friends and neighbors know so they can join too. It's a great program for us to both get messages out and to listen to people and hear from people. So thank you very, very much. Thank you for listening. And thank you to members of my inner circle club. And if you'd like to become a member, please go to newtsinnercircle.com and sign up for a one or two year membership today. Newt's World is produced by Gingrich 360 and iHeartMedia. Our executive producer is Debbie Myers. Our producer is Garnsey Sloan. And our researcher is Rachel Peterson. The artwork for the show was created by Steve Penley. 
Special thanks to the team at Gingrich 360. If you've been enjoying Newt's World, I hope you'll go to Apple Podcasts and both rate us with five stars and give us a review so others can learn what it's all about. Right now, listeners of Newt's World can sign up for my three free weekly columns at gingrich360.com slash newsletter. I'm Newt Gingrich. This is Newt's World. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.